Hello and welcome to the Stoke City Years, a podcast series that reviews the history of Stoke City season by season. In this series, myself and Tony Lloyd will be reviewing every individual league season in the history of Stoke City Football Club from 1888 to whenever the present day is when we finish this project, celebrating the good days, remembering the bad days and hopefully providing an, ed- an and hopefully providing an educational, who knows, maybe even entertaining look back on Stoke's history. Now, we're on the 1892-93 to 93 season this time. Uh, Stoke, uh, last season, were back in the Football League and hadn't come bottom, which was a very rare event for us. Uh, so we're now in our fourth Football League season. And uh, shall we remind ourselves or kind of educate ourselves of what's happening in the world in 1892. Lord Salisbury resigns as Prime Minister. The Trans-Siberian Railway was built and the first collection of Sherlock Holmes stories are published. But the real mysteries were on the pitch as, uh, as Stoke City uh, didn't finish like towards the bottom, really, of the Football League, which is fantastic news, uh, fantastic progress on the pitch um, and also a, a bit of a change of kit from the Potters by the looks of it Yeah, we're um, we're in blue and red stripes as per ancient Stoke City law seems to keep referring back to the blue and red as being our original colours which I think it was actually sort of pale blue and black originally, originally but yes, so we are in the Barcelona look um, 2000 and whenever awake it with the red and blue stripes and the blue shorts which is very fetching because Sunderland are still there because obviously they won the league last season so they still got red and white sods mm. now uh, one thing we've mentioned in previous episodes that we perhaps haven't really fully explained is this uh, business of goal average uh, so yeah. just a kind of uh, to spoil the league table early, uh, Sunderland won the league again. Uh, pipping press, well, didn't really pit press, and they very much uh, dominated the no, league season. They? Yeah, they scored one hundred goals uh, in the league this season. And this is a sixteen-team uh, league now, so uh, a few more uh, rivals uh, for Stoke City. But Stoke mm. City finishing in the top half, uh, seventh uh, in the league, twenty-nine mm. points. Uh, but we beat. West Bromwich Albion and Blackburn Rovers to that seventh place because of goal average. Uh, and just in case anyone's not aware, Tony, what is goal average? Uh, it's the average of goals. No, it's um, it's the number of goals scored divided by the number of goals conceded. So while it's perfectly reasonable to use at the end of the season in your early tables, say Stoke lose two nil to West Brom on the first mm. day, that sounds reasonable um, then West Brom's goal average at that point is actually infinity um, right. which is impractical statistically but mm. we use it for a good few years yet but yeah that's this is the first year I think our goal average is actually above one because we scored more than we let in which is mm. miraculous does goal really. average have any particular advantage or disadvantage compared to goal difference then I I'm sure it does I'm not sure I have the relevant thoughts at this time of day. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, is it not just the case that goal average? It, it, well, it's uh, goals divided by conceded rather than goals take away goals conceded. Yeah. Um, so, so it's, there's an it, exponential. Yeah, 
it's less readable. You can read 150, oh, plus 50 goal difference as opposed yeah. to, well, 100 plus 50 is maybe a bit of an easy one to do, but you get what I mean. But it gives more favour to score. Well, yeah, it kind of expands everything because what our, our goal difference would have been plus 10. Mm. Um, and Burnley's goal difference would have been plus 7. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, they're above some points anyway. West Brom. Yeah, I don't think it makes any difference to the table in this year. By West all Brom means, would have been uh, plus 9. Goal average fans, feel free to, to write in and let yeah, us know. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. Somebody must know. So, um, we're having our show notes uh, for this one. Maybe a quick revisit of the rules and how football is different to the modern game. We kind of touched upon some of these in our last episode, but uh, have we got anything uh, that we keep mentioning but haven't really explained yet? I don't think there's a lot left. We covered most of it, I think, in the last episode. The the halfway line not existing, the penalty area not existing. We've got the linesman now. Um, There is a centre spot, but that's about the only pitch marking, I think, apart Mm. from the touch lines and the goal line. Um, We still have barging and stuff like that. So when Tony Pulis gets his goalkeeper up to the halfway line, inching his way up, passing it between the defenders and then picking it up and taking two steps, basketball style... um, he can still get his head kicked in, basically, and then the ball taken off him, which adds a bit of risk to that strategy, <laughs> which is probably the main reason it wasn't... I assume it wasn't used. I haven't seen any footage of this kind of game. But the, the other thing it might be worth mentioning is, as well as the league, there's, there's still routinely loads and loads of friendlies and charity cup competitions and that kind of thing going on, which isn't necessarily obvious because obviously we're not mentioning it much we, we're not very good at winning them mm. um, which is probably why we haven't really touched on them um, the staff senior cups probably the most obvious one which we did win in um, 1878 and 1879 um, but there's benefit matches and stuff like that going on if we do ever win the staff's cup again I'm sure we'll mention it but that's not an issue soon mm. um, and speaking of kind of uh, laws coming into effect and stuff uh it's, so it's our fifth season that we've covered on this podcast, but it's this season in which we see the first red card for Stoke. Yeah, the Battle of Anfield, as I've decided to call it. Amazing. Anfield obviously being, being the home of Everton at this point. Um, Everton 2, Stoke 2, notable for the first Stoke red card ever, and also the emergence of a trend that was to last pretty much up to the present day which is Stoke having excellent goalkeepers um, our correspondent from the Athletic News um, will join him from the second half not long after this a most regrettable incident occurred for Evans went deliberately for Holt jumped at him and the little Evertonian had to be carried off the ground Evans preceding him by order of the referee why the Stoke man so far forgot himself I cannot say neither can I understand his action for there was nothing to be gained by it and up to this point he had played a most gentlemanly game however matters were resumed with ten men on each side and there was not a pin to choose between the teams about five minutes from the finish of proceedings became very exciting for the Everton goal had a very near escape it was a miracle the ball did not go through then Rowley or Rowley I'm still not sure was in evidence first of all he intercepted a curling shot from Chadwick which dropped right in front of a bar but the growing point was when he stopped one of Geary's with just 60 seconds to go Fred had distanced the backs worked himself within half a dozen yards of Rowley and then let fly at a point where Rowley wasn't so to speak but Rowley was there at full length on the ground and the ball went outside 
It was one of the best bits of goalkeeping I have ever seen, for it required not only activity but nerve to stop the shot, which would have decided the match. Wow. It didn't, however, and the result was a draw of two goals each. So, yeah, we got sent off and we got a really good goalkeeper. Fantastic stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I just I love old-timey descriptions of <laughs> saves. <laughs> well, it's he, brilliant. He, he wasn't there to begin with, but then he was. It was... It was marvellous stuff. <laughs> Capital. <laughs> he actually carries on. I miss I this can, bit. I, um, can Im- I can imagine monocles falling out into drinks <laughs> as Roly exactly. makes a save. <coughs> oh, dear. Um, he, he carries on to have a go at Everton for being the arsenal of their time he says uh, we had capital bits of play from both sides if the Everton forwards would take a tip from me they would dodge (laughs) less in front of goal and shoot more the dodging looks well but it doesn't pay just have a go the thing about Everton is they always try and walk the ball in yeah idiots (laughs) they need to get it up there and in the mixer yeah well, well, Stoke had no problems getting it in the mixture because we actually won like a decent amount of games. We won twelve, uh, drew drew three, drew five, sorry, and lost thirteen. Yeah, plus ten goal difference as well. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, good goal average as well. Yes, uh, yeah. excellent. Uh, a We've decent... got a, an unbeaten run of nine mm. games in the middle yeah. of the season. Yeah, fantastic. Stretching from a four-four draw at Bolton Wanderers. Uh, up to a 2-1 win at West Brom where Stoke played uh, play, is that eight games yeah so we uh, drew two and won six of those eight uh, yeah just some, some really uh, good results here 7-1 win against Newton Heath uh, 6-0 against Bolton Wonders I think Newton Heath are new to the uh, league at this point they're a, a, a new kid on the block so to speak uh, we do lose in the FA Cup away at Accrington which is a bit crap uh, but other than that uh, jolly good stuff um, Newton Heath actually finished bottom of this league season but it's Notts County and Accrington who uh, failed to gain re-election in what is possibly the first instance of uh, the FA's uh, hideous kowtowing to Manchester United Um well, yeah, but apart from that, just like progress is being made uh, for Stoke City at this point uh, in the uh, red and blue still. We're still not back to red and white. But yeah, uh, if you look like Barcelona, you'll play like Barcelona. Uh, Apparently, but we're not too much of the messing about in front of goal. But yeah, we had um, this is because this is the first year with the second division. It's the first year of the sort of playoffs Ooh. because what, what they did instead of the re- well, Re-election was still a factor, but I think basically what happens is, I'm sure I'm looking at the right season, <laughs> um, the the bottom three in the first division play test matches against the top three in the second division to then see who is who who goes up. So Small Heath won the second division, so they grow up to be Birmingham, and Newton Heath lost or finished bottom of the first division, but Newton Heath did all right in that um i don't want to call it a playoff because it wasn't it was a test match the heath um, derby yeah the small heath actually they drew small heath played newton heath and drew and then they played again in a rematch and newton heath won so does that mean small heath didn't go up i think so uh, i'll just yeah. i'll just quickly glance Unlucky. at this. no that, that yeah, is small correct heath didn't go up yeah yeah and darwin beat Notts County so they did go up 
and Sheffield United lost to Accrington, so they stayed down and Accrington stayed up. So right? they are confusing. Oh, Sh- Sheffield United do appear in the next season. So I think uh, they pretty much made this up as they went along. Yeah. Good for them. I mean, <laughs> as, lo- as long as Man U stay up. Yeah. I'm sorry, Newton Heath. Um, that, stay that was up. all That's they all cared that matters. about. Yeah. yeah, with their 18 points, only five points. Well, I shouldn't slag people off for being bottom of the league, really. <laughs> Our glass house is crumbling around us. Um, but yeah, we beat them 7-1, and we beat Bolton in the next game 6-0. So we had a really purple patch whenever that was, which is nice. Goals. Mm. Uh, so uh, to wrap the season up... Uh, Yet again, a kind of failure in the FA Cup, but uh, much improved for Arthur Reeves's uh, magnificent men. Uh, so, summary, the 1892-93 season, the chairman, Mr. S. Barker, the manager, Arthur Reeves, Stadium Victoria Ground. We finished seventh in the first division. We reached the first round of the FA Cup. The top goal scorer in all competitions was Joe Schofield with a whopping 13. Our highest home attendance uh, was 12,000 versus Preston North End, who at this point are still putting masses and masses amounts uh, on the gates. Our lowest attendance was 1,000 against Newton Heath because who fucking cares about Man United? The average home <laughs> attendance was 5,070. Uh, thank you very much for listening uh, and let's move on to Stoke City's fifth season in the Football League, the sixth episode of their podcast. Go on Stoke. <clears throat> Only 126 to go. Yes. Yes. <laughs>